1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 12
0: 1233 in Edmonton. We. I want to tell you that guests on the show received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. The 99th Roos Chris opened up on 99th Street. What what does that tell you? Uh, It's karma. Tell Brendan, Taylor... Chris, that Oilers now sent you. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Off to the River Crete Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, one of the most plugged in and busiest men uh, in uh, sports media. Highly recognizable, and uh, you've been clamoring for weeks uh, for this man to make his return here on Oilers Now. We welcome back Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good,
1: Bob. How are you doing?
0: Not bad. You're you're busy now. Do you got a new daily thing going every day with Jeff Merrick? Is that what's happening?
1: Yeah, Jeff has the national show. Well, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, and uh, Toronto. And uh, to make things a little bit easier on my own schedule, um, I go on... Because I was doing like a ton last year, and it just got to be too much, so we kind of streamlined it a bit. And, uh, you know, I think, I think what happens, Bob, is there people get sick of you like they can't hear you all the time and if they hear too much of your voice it's like oh i'm getting nauseated i can't listen to this guy again so i'm trying to give people less opportunity to be nauseated by me
0: see and unfortunately for the listeners to this show that just doesn't happen Uh, hey, uh, look, uh, tomorrow night, because uh, Paul Griss just passed this note along to me, Zach Hyman will be on After Hours for the opening 7 oh, the encounter counter for okay. the Battle of Alberta. And uh, just before we get to your thoughts on Zach Hyman, we had Mike Babcock on the show last Friday. The Saskatchewan Huskies were in town. They spanked yep. an injury-riddled Golden Bears squad 5-1 on Friday. I left after two. Yeah, here
1: come the excuses. For the uh, there Bears. you go. Yeah, uh, Alberta bounced yeah. back
0: and beat him Saturday 3 2 in non conference mm-hmm. action. But here is former Maple Leafs coach, and then we'll get your thoughts on the whole relationship and dynamic with Babcock and Hyman. But here's Mike Babcock's thoughts uh, last Friday on Zach Hyman
1: well obviously he's a heavy heavy player he brings it every day he doesn't worry about what anyone else says he doesn't worry about uh, ridicule from the outside he just brings it every day and does his job and he can play with good players he flat out just goes and gets the puck back for him he's always under at the net driving the goalie deep and wins retrieval races so the good players get the puck back more and more often and so to me he's elite at what he does the guys that play with him have respect for him he's a great kid plays hard what else can you ask for
0: uh, I'm going to guess that does not surprise you, given the fact that, you know, three or four years ago, we would go into Toronto, Elliot, and it always seemed like, you know, the deployment of Zach Hyman was an issue with some. Did it stop at some point becoming an issue at some uh, with some because people recognized this guy's a pretty good player?
1: I think the deployment only mattered to people who didn't have any brains. Uh, You know, Hyman was very good with those guys, and they liked playing with them. And as Babcock said in that clip, uh, he did a lot of things that, you know, made life easier. On some of the best players and um, you know I, I think there were other players who used to kind of joke with Hyman about his relationship with Babcock I think like think they kind of called him a surrogate dad or something like that it was actually pretty funny when I heard that story um, but you know a- absolutely Babcock loved Hyman um, you, you know you forget that Zach Hyman was not considered a big NHL prospect And I remember when Toronto traded for him, he was originally a Florida pick. You know, there were people who said to me, the only reason he's on the radar is because he played with uh, Dylan Larkin and at Michigan. And obviously, it was a lot more than that. Obviously, uh, Hyman did the work to make himself better than that. And he's a tremendously useful player. And that goal that you saw scored against Vancouver on Wednesday night, get used to that because you're going to see a lot of that kind of goal scored uh, all season, the reason he could play with guys like Matthews and Marner or Matthews and Nylander was because they they said to him, "This is where we need you," and he uh, unselfishly went where he needed to go. And you know, I, I really believe the reason that he left Toronto was not money; it was it was no trade and no move protection. Uh, I do think that was the issue that ultimately uh, caused him to leave. He wanted a bit of more of a guarantee than the Maple Leafs were willing to give about his security there, and uh, the Oilers weren't afraid to do it, and they'll benefit because of it.
0: Well, we have Brad Treloving coming on. He ultimately signed Blake Coleman, but we know the Leafs were also in on Hyman as well. And i got to tell you, Elliot, the other night, I mean, he touched every aspect of Ever- Edmonton's games. He won faceoffs on the PK. So, you know, dry settlement, David, I think Leon had about five seconds of PK time in that game, and Edmonton was handed five times. Like, Hyman was the best Oiler player in that game, and so often it's always been about McDavid and Drysaddle. He's a significant
1: add for this team. Yeah. He's a good player. He'll make your team better. There's, there's no question about it. No question at all.
0: What did you think? I, I know I saw your prediction uh, the night before on the uh, mm-hmm. intermissions. I was watching your, your intermissions. Of- yes,
1: I got, a, I got a text message uh, pointing out your exact thoughts on the uh, predictions.
0: <laughs> I do have Vancouver third, by the way, just for the record, and Calgary. Oh, fourth. okay. I have the three Canadian teams in the Pacific all making the playoffs, and I do think four. I do too. Four out of the Pacific mm-hmm. making. What did you think of the game the other night between the two squads? I
1: thought it was a good game. I, I really enjoyed watching it. I thought it was better than the opener, the Toronto-Montreal game. It was better than the Winnipeg and uh, Anaheim, although that actually wasn't a bad game either. I thought it was entertaining. You know, as you know, Bob, I, I think the, the key to your season is Smith. And uh, I know that he gave up one goal that he didn't like, but... I liked a lot of his game. I mean, that was, you know, when Mike Smith is competitive, when he's fiery, uh, you know that he's on and you know that he's engaged. And, you know, he was exactly that guy. Um, and the other thing, too, is is that, you know, you guys could have blown that game. You didn't. You got the second point. I was I was happy for tourists. I mean, that was, to me, that was one of the things that stood out the whole night is that, What was it, five shooters and Torres was up? I don't think anybody would have expected that but he delivered and he rewarded the coach's faith in him. Um, you know, there, I, you know, I, I thought Vancouver was pretty good. And at times I thought, you know, Patterson was particularly good, but it was an even game, a good game. And if I see uh, a bunch of games this year in the West that are like that, I'm going to be pretty happy.
0: Elliot Freeman joining us from NHL hockey and Rogers, Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. All right, let's switch focus. Cause part of what you do is know exactly what's going on in the league. Uh, and so let's start with Jack Eichel, uh, I know yep. there were a couple things out there mentioned. Is, 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 there any, is there any pressure at all from anybody in the league or from the PA to get a resolution here?
1: Well, I, I definitely think they're working at it uh, because, it, it, first of all, it's a bad look. You know, it's I understand that the way that the CBA works and it was negotiated and the team does have the power. But it's just a bad look that this is happening, and I think everybody's trying to sort it out. Um, The other thing that's happened here is there is a recognition that he needs to have a procedure done. Like, he has a disc uh, on a nerve, I believe it is, and, you you know, you can't let it sit there forever. Eventually, you have to do something with it. So I I really do think they're, like, it's like a duck, right? It looks pretty calm on top, but it's paddling pretty furiously underneath, and I think that's what's going on. I think there's a lot of work behind the scenes to try to get something to happen. Um, I do think there are some teams who have said that they would let them have the surgery. I do think there are some teams who have said no. Um, You know, I I think the tough thing though is, is that, um, you know, the Sabres, they don't want to retain money. Um, They are willing to take a short term salary back to facilitate a deal. But, you know, one of the, like, one of the things that's tough here is that if you're trading for Eichel and then he has to go have the surgery, well, you're t- you don't have him, and you're taking something else potentially off your team, and that's that's a concern for people. Um, and it's, it's it's a really it's a difficult situation. But Bob, I do think everybody here is working behind the scenes to try to get something done. I I'm still wondering if he's going to have to play for Buffalo again. Uh, is Calgary in, on him? Yeah, they, they've been in on him. They, they, they've been pretty aggressive at times on him, and they are definitely there. Um, I'm not sure what their stance uh, is on the surgery, but they've definitely been involved pretty seriously. I, I just know that the ask, and I don't know specifically what it is, I just heard it's a lot.
0: All right, uh Dylan Strom who was traded with Brendan Perlini for Nick yep. Smaltz uh Won the OHL scoring race at least once for Chris Knobloch. May have happened in the year that Connor Mateva was off the World Juniors that year. I think he got six. I, I, there's something there with the player, but some people suggest not consistent enough. The ticker doesn't beat hard enough. Uh, definitely has some high-end offensive ability. Skating's always been a question mark. What's going on there with Dylan Strome?
1: Look, I mean, all you have to do is look at Chicago's lineup. You know, in in the preseason, Jeremy Culleton uh, obviously showed that he doesn't, where their lineup is right now, with, especially with Taves coming back, um, there just really isn't room for him. He had him on like a fourth-line wing kind of situation. And, you know, I, I think they're trying to move him. Um, I think it probably will happen. You know, they got lit up early the other night by Colorado, and I was checking they're playing New Jersey tonight, and it didn't look like Strom was being moved into a better position. So uh, I, there's definitely traction to this, as, as we reported earlier this week. His name is definitely out there, and I think something is going to happen here. The question is just how soon?
0: What's going on with Evander Kane?
1: That's a, it's a tough one. Um, you know, Nick reported that uh, he's facing a suspension. Um, you know, we've reported that there was a... Uh, a COVID violation, which has now been indicated as the potential that, um, which is now uh, other reporting has been done on it. The league said there's two investigations going on here, and I really want to be careful with it because you have to be so conscious of what you say, and and I don't want to say anything that, you know, people say, people think that I'm taking it, or just taking it out of context in any way, shape, or form. I, I just think Bob, it, it, he's going. I think he's. I think there's likely a suspension coming. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. Like people are asking me, is his contract going to be terminated? I don't believe that's the case. I don't, from what I can tell, I, I don't think that's at issue here. But I do think there will be a suspension, and then he will be able to resume his career. But I, I don't like to guess on this one. I really don't.
0: Doug Wilson, historically speaking, has been in on everything. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of money tied up between Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic on defense. Yeah, uh, you still think he's in on everything?
1: I, I do, but the thing, you know, the thing about him is that you know he, I don't like. He's not, he's not gonna be moving. Like if you're thinking like, is he in on Eichel? It, to me, it just doesn't make sense for San Jose because Buffalo's gonna want your top picks and prospects, right? And you know they just got Eklund, who really had a great camp. And, you know, are you moving – are you doing that? No, I, I don't think you're doing that. And I'm not really convinced that San Jose's in a spot where it's looking to move high picks either. So I don't know that that makes any sense for me on San Jose. I think they're starting to build, you know, around Ferraro and Eklund and some of these young guys. It doesn't make sense to me to have them move those pieces out.
0: All right. Uh, a little bit of a curve – well, not that much of a curveball because you kind of uh... – you kind of alluded to it in in, in the piece here. Just Mark Giordano. Yeah. Fa- I mean, the Flames. I-, I think that's the question mark in Calgary is Giordano was such a leader for them. I mean, Tanev had a great season last year, and I and I think yes, Markstrom is going to bounce back and be better this year. Is there any chance that he ends up back in Calgary, or or do you think like he gets named their captain? Does he get an yep. extension or in Seattle, or could he end up back with the Flames?
1: You know, I think it's a great question. I think all of this is open, right? Um, you know, I, I always felt that Giordano, and I know the Flames really tried. I always felt that Giordano had thought that the Flames would find a way to make it work out, Right that he just didn't believe that they weren't gonna make be able to make a deal to keep him in Calgary. And I actually think it was like the day before the expansion draft where the Flames just decided, you know, we, we have to give up. We can't do this. And you know, I think I you know, I think Seattle was asking for a first rounder and the Flames were like, We we can't we can't do that. So I, I think it was a real shock to Giordano's system that it didn't work out. And then once you, you know, you you make the you make the break and you get your head around it, I think you embrace the situation that you go to. I mean, I, like you know, Ron Francis, he builds around defense. He thinks it's the most important position. So if you were to tell me that they were going to extend them, would you be surprised? I mean, it depends, A, how they're doing, and B, what might get offered for them. But I could see them staying. Why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, great stuff. We always appreciate your time. How are your uh, Western Ontario uh, Purple Ponies looking in football?
1: Well, the last time I looked, they lost to Guelph which is terrible because Merrick went to Guelph. So it, it's just awful. But the only thing I liked about that is the winning touchdown in that game was scored by Adrian Smith's son. Remember the cornerback who used to play for the Argos? Yeah. So, and Adrian is one of, the, one of the great human beings I've ever had the privilege of covering. So if we're going to lose to Guelph, which really sucks, I'm not too upset about losing on a winning play by Adrian Smith's son.
0: Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did the Argos not one year put Adrian Smith in at quarterback? They were upset at the offense, and they weren't moving the ball. and, And this happened like two or three times during the season. And Adrian Smith went under center and ran the offense.
1: I don't remember this. I mean, it might have happened. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't remember.
0: I'm often wrong. so. But for some reason, I thought that happened. Elliot, love it. We'll touch base. Thanks for your time, my man. All right, Bob. Have a great weekend, okay? There you go. That is Elliot Friedman. Fridays. orders now? 1249 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time on the Ashley 5 Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 Uh, Roger in Lloyd Minster says Bob I'm a long time Calgary Flames fan but more importantly a longer time hockey fan hence the reason for listening to your show. I'd rather watch the Oilers play a fast upbeat game than the uh, than the Flames play a full defensive game. I want to be entertained and the Oilers provide that but even more entertaining is watching the two teams battling each other. Well we'll wait and see what happens uh, Zach Cassian does need to be cleared to play tomorrow. Dave Tippett has just confirmed now Mike Smith will start and Slater Cuckoo will be in, more people have some thoughts Um, Bob, Cassian should not fight as he's concussed, Nurse can't fight unless you want him in the penalty box so it's time for Connor and Leon to drop their gloves really, Paul Yarby can fight Lucic, Hyman can fight Richie, what do you think is going to happen I don't think any of that is going to happen and I think you fully know that, there you go uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text her Coach Mike. Now, oh, nicely done, Coach Mike. Bob, you must be doing something right, Stoffer, because I've been listening to you since 2005. Well, faked my way through another uh, first uh, half hour or so of the show. Anyhow, when we get back, we are going to get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, and we'll update the James H. Brown injury update. You're listening to Oilers now, and it is currently 1251 in Edmonton. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Soffer on 630 Chet.
0: Thanks, Darnell. 32 minutes the other night for the Oilers defenseman Cactus Jack is Texas, on the Ashley Five floors Next line. Hey, Bob, in your opinion, who got worked over more by Kevin Bieksa? Uh, Bieksa. Alice Hemsky in 2006-07, or Elliot Friedman in the 2021-22 uh, season? Nine. That's <laughs> duly noted. Fair comment. All right, into NHL today at 12.53 at Edmonton for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing company-branded apparel products and award all created in-house. Shop, local, Edmonton, owned and operated. ElitePromomarketing.com Back at the 630 Ched Studios, here's Brandon Escott.
2: Well, the Canucks are the only Canadian content in a late night across the NHL. They visit Philadelphia 5 o'clock Ched time. Puck drop there. Charlie McAvoy and the Boston Bruins agreeing to an 8-year contract extension. It's worth $9.5 million per season. 23-year-old has 122 points across 235 career games. Gabriel Landeskog suspended two games for boarding Kirby Dock in Colorado's season opener. Dylan Larkin has a hearing now with the Department of Player Safety for sucker-punching Matthew uh, Joseph last night. Oil Kings begin a five-game homestand this evening. The Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes visiting Rogers Place Sunday. The Red Deer Rebels are in town. That's a four o'clock matinee. And the U of A Golden Bears they do open up uh, Canada West Conference play. They're on the road in Calgary taking on the Mount Royal University Cougars, and they uh, split a home-and-home series with this team in the preseason.
0: Yeah, interesting. Bears uh, in the coaches' poll uh, for Canada West. Pick number one. I, I've got Saskatchewan ranked higher than Alberta. Mike Babcock currently coaching Saskatchewan. As uh, we switch focus and go into the Oilers now injury report. By the way, the Edmonton Oil Kings, the number one ranked team in the entire CHL. Lethbridge tonight, Red Deer on sunday we'll have oil kings gm kurt hill coming up today at uh, 135 the Oilers now injury report is brought to you by james h brown injury lawyers unrivaled experience unrivaled commitment unrivaled results simply put they're the best all right here's brennan escott
2: Zach Cassian will return from a head injury, but still no Devin Shore at today's skate. He's dealing with what they called a minor tweak. Uh, as for the Flames, Michael Stone is in COVID protocol. Brad Richardson and Tyler Pitlick both day to day with uh, lower body injuries. And Blake Coleman, as we mentioned, is uh, serving his suspension for boarding Jansen Harkins in the preseason. He is not available tomorrow. Brock Besser won't dress tonight for Vancouver. He's still nursing an undisclosed ailment. And Leafs goaltender Peter Morazek, he left left last night's loss early with a groin injury.
0: There you go. Uh, Let's get to some text on our Ashley Finefloor's text line. This one comes in from JR in Calgary. Hey, Bob, I think it's time to expand the playoffs with some wild card teams playing at best of three over a weekend that will reward the actual teams and uh, provide more revenue for everybody. A win-win. Cheers from JR from Calgary. Uh, Well, It's about. I actually had a conversation with uh, a Hall of Famer once after Edmonton was eliminated by Chicago in the play-in series in 2020. And I spoke to the fact that Chicago had come in 12th and Edmonton 5th and the Hawks, of course, had Taze Kane and and Duncan Keith and the Oilers lost a couple one-goal games and neither team's goaltending was great after the layoff. And, you know... They lost the best of five, three games to one. And I mentioned to this Hall of Fame player, you know, Chicago was a decent team. They weren't terrible. I said, I do recall what one of the greatest, you know, uh, collection cavalcade of stars ever after a real good 81 playoff series, getting bounced 82 in five games to L.A. And the orders had seven Hall of Fame players on that team. And lost three games at home, or lost, uh, you know, two of the three games played at home that year back in uh, 1982 in front of their own fans, with real fans. So, but of course, back then, 16 out of 21 teams made the playoffs. Today, 16 out of 32 teams make the playoffs. I do think they should expand it. Uh, And I might even be inclined to go all the way to 24. Bob, who is better, McAvoy or Nurse? Which is the better contract? They seem similar. Thanks from Howie. They're different. They're both really good, and both organizations are really happy with them. Uh, McAvoy is going to be on the U.S. Olympic team, and Darnell Nurse has got a heck of a chance. And McAvoy's contracts for twenty-five or 250000 more a year than Darnell Nurse. So it's close. One's a left shot. One's a right shot. Um, Darnell probably has a, a – well, McAvoy's a real good skater too. Uh, Darnell's probably tougher. I don't know how much you want Darnell doing that today. And again, it's apropos to discuss because the Calgary Flames have got probably the toughest team in the NHL based on uh, uh, sort of players uh, they have. Bob, quit pontificating. See, my cousin Al texts me and tells me I'm pontificating. The lawman says, Bob, do you think Cody Cece can replace Adam Larson as a shutdown D? I, I, maybe the shutdown D position's a different position than in the past if they call a the cross-checking penalties. I don't think CC is a straight replacement. I think he's a better puck transitioner than Adam Larson. Adam Larson's a pretty good defender. Take it for what it's worth. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brad Treliving, the Calgary Flames general manager, will join us at 105 in on Oilers Now.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad.